Hi, friend. It's your home speaking, and I need some favors. Could you turn on some of the lights in the basement? Um, I'm scared of the dark. Also, this one is easy. Could you bundle your home and car insurance with Geico so we could save money? Last thing, just a suggestion. Could you steam clean the carpets? I need a spa day. Geico. For bundling made easy, go to geico.com today. We're back. The Inside Line F1 podcast is finally back. Sure, we've missed our episode after the iconic British Grand Prix, and unfortunately, we missed last week's episode as well. But we're back, and I'm here, Mithila Mehta, and I have Kunal Shah with me. One sec, one sec. I've heard of Formula One teams having a third driver step in when the race driver isn't available. But I've never heard of a Formula One podcast, and I don't know where has a third host suddenly landed up just because Rishi Kapoor is busy. That seems to be a good enough reason. Who says I'm the third driver here, Kunal? I might well be here to take your job if you guys don't do a good enough one. Well, you know, I am certainly taking a look at my contract because this is not what I was told would happen one day. Either way, I mean, so Mithila, who are you again? Do you even watch Formula One? Should I be insulted? Okay, since when have you been watching Formula One? I have been watching the sport since 1950 for all you care. Doesn't matter. Who's your favorite grid girl? Well, I have a favorite grid boy post Monaco. <laughs> okay, do you even have a favorite driver? Do you know the driver names of all the drivers on the grid? Of course can you, I do. Can you recognize Roberto Mary if you were to step out of a manor? That I grant I may not be able to do, but Okay, that's somewhat <laughs> like me as well. Do you know who Will Stevens is? Of course I do. Okay, anyway, jokes aside, we love having female fans. I'm delighted to have you by my side standing in for Rishi Kapoor. But honestly, who is your favorite driver? Who is your what's your favorite team? So Kunal, it's a bit embarrassing to talk about my favorite team really because I started off as a fan of McLaren. Oh my god. Not the most uh, awesome <laughs> place to be in so, these days. So who would be don't tell me it's Mika Hakkinen and that's that's the clause in my contract to get you off the podcast. <laughs> who is your favorite driver? Come well, on. Well, it's another fan of course, Kimi Raikkonen. And um he's kept us well entertained with his radio messages if not his um antics off track but kunal i must ask you where is rishi kapoor i actually heard that he's advising ferrari on who to hire instead of raikkonen in next season and you mean the you mean the driver they call the ice man because he's a frozen talent and you know this is somebody who joked on grand prix 24/7 and a reader called max star thank you very much that's amazing uh, humor we love it when it comes from our fans but no frankly coming back to where rishi kapoor is i can confirm that he's not at mclaren he says it's pretty pointless to be with them i agree <laughs> anyway the reality is he's been busy with work and he he's been unable to make time to you know join me on the podcast and this is when he was very very eager that we still go ahead and do an episode he was very willing to let his seat be taken up by a third uh, host so to say and of course like always this show has his inputs as well and at the same time a big thank you to our partner websites has been ndtv last word on sports the news hub talking about formula 1 motor octane and everyone else who probably have missed mentioning Thank you for being patient. We've missed out literally 10 days of uh, our 
episodes, which is two episodes, like you said, and we're trying our best to never miss an episode. And this is somewhere us increasing our bench strength. Wow, that's a lot of partner websites. But moving on, we have a lot to discuss. We've had a three-week gap. The Hungarian Grand Prix is still a week away, Kunal. Yes, and uh, it's been a three-week gap. The best news, although within these three weeks that we're going to get, is that the 2016 race calendar is going to be 21 Grand Prix, the longest ever. The season, of course, starts a little late, like you pointed out, you know, when we were making notes, it starts in April. So the off-season wait gets a little longer. I guess this is Mercedes's way of probably letting their uh, rival teams have a bit more time to develop their cars. Okay, but uh, I'm glad we have 21 races. Yes, of course. And I'm sure Hamilton fans will be the happiest because that's one more race for him to win at. Or wait, wine at, you mean? Ouch. And of course, all this talk of him becoming um, the next Michael Schumacher in terms of record wins. Wait, who? No, we've got to move on. I'm not going to discuss (laughs) this point. But the other good news is that F1 is out to teach geography to people. They've included a Grand Prix called the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Correct. That is the right pronunciation, Gunal. Oh, wow. Thank you. (laughs) But you know, on the note of Germany, uh, the German GP is not happening this year. German television has been reported to have a drop in F1 viewership. In fact, they're saying they may not renew their contracts for next year. And that's very interesting because during the Michael Schumacher era, which wasn't too many years ago, uh, Germany was probably the number one market in Formula One. And I don't know, and I don't know who knows, how did Formula One lose Germany as such a crucial market? And you know, if I was Mercedes, I'd be worried because as a German team who has a German driver, well, there isn't a German Grand Prix, but the television numbers are still dying. You know, maybe there is no national pride that remains anywhere. And maybe that's why we're off to Azerbaijan. (laughs) You know, maybe this whole globalization talk has blurred nationalities. Maybe. But lol moments, lots of lol moments we've missed out on. That means you've really been listening to us because uh, you know that every episode has lol moments. Okay, but this is where I will bring it to our readers' notice and our listeners' notice that the Inside Line F1 podcast page on Facebook, which you probably haven't liked yet, was started by Mithila in January 2015. She's been extremely instrumental in helping us collect notes. So she's one of those people who's been in the studio, in the iPad when we've made notes, not been there on air. So we are very happy. And when I say we, it's Rishi and me. That she's right here, not just talking about it, but also thinking about Formula One with us. Thank you so much, Kunal, for that glowing um, recommendation. I feel a little more at home now on the podcast. But yes, the listeners should go out there and like our Facebook page. But yes, coming back to our lol moments, it's really funny, but each and every one of them is about McLaren. Maybe the joke is on them this year and probably next. On and off the track, of course. (laughs) So what's the first point? Bring it on. Let's see what we've got. Right. So Ron Dennis says McLaren is managed well and they're expecting a podium finish in 2015. If McLaren end up getting a podium, (laughs) that means that Toro Rosso will be on the podium before that. And so will Force India and Williams are happy to be on the podium anyway. They're happy to not win. And maybe even Red Bull Racing. That means 
every team on the grid barring manner will actually be on the podium this year that's what mclaren is trying to say maybe that's what is the hidden underlying message the joke is on them <laughs> but kunal ron dennis has also said that honda may well be the team's only way to get to the top and that there would be no world championship possible if they do opt for a customer engine you know this is a very crucial point we've discussed this in the past and this this bears well on two points first is of course on customer engines and how we've seen williams struggle to take the fight to mercedes because ultimately they are a mercedes powered team and the second is the whole talk of bring bringing customer cars back into formula 1 this just shows that to to be in formula 1 and to remain competitive to be able to challenge for wins and grand prix wins and championship wins you absolutely need to be a constructor you need to have absolute independence on every component you use to go racing but tell me kunal here's a question everyone's been asking should mclaren renew button for next year the question to me is should button renew with mclaren next year i don't know how and well they're going to improve okay you know maybe maybe there's talk that he'll go back to williams a team where he made his debut first in 2000 but kunal that would then make williams a team of retired drivers right massa now or then button well you know then they should just call themselves the expendables and the expendables <laughs> 2 and then maybe the expendables 3 you know the crucial discussion here is also if van doorn and magnussen will be excited if they get a call up from their junior series you know and uh, maybe mclaren just need mm-hmm. a b team to take care of all the drivers they have under contract actually kunal though if you ask me mclaren this year is a b team and maybe they need an a team for alonso and button well you're you're coping <laughs> up well i must say i really should feel threatened about my position on the podcast <laughs> rishi where are you my friend i need you back mission accomplished and um, talking of uh, junior talent you know of course there has been talk that max verstappen has been doing very well Uh, I also believe that Carlos Sainz Jr. without all that PR that mm-hmm. Max has got has done as well if not bad and Verstappen has of course said two things one of them is funny to me at least is first is he said he could match Lewis and Nico in a Mercedes a little too soon I guess and a bit of a lol moment I don't actually think that's a lol moment Kunal you know, never I'm, know I am not used to being challenged on the podcast usually especially when it comes to racing talk and money talk and business talk and any talk. Well, that's why I'm here Kunal. Well, I well well maybe there is a bit of a truth in that. Maybe he could match Lewis and Nico ultimately Formula 1 has been about being in the fastest car, no doubt about that. Verstappen also said that the crash in Monaco only gave him more confidence. Yeah, I mean that's a little scary to me. I mean, you know, not the right kind of statement to say if you're waiting for Ferrari to pick you up because in our minds at the moment, uh the only driver who gets confidence from crashing is Pastor Maldonado. Yes, indeed. <laughs> in fact, a former racer, Fittipaldi, also said that drivers these days are like robots. Yes, I agree. I mean, you know, it's like multi-million dollar multinational corporations, drivers wearing sponsor logos and the right caps and changing caps when they get onto the podium. They do end up not being able to speak their mind. They do end up reading out literally press releases at a good time. I believe they have some good memory to memorize what they are supposed to right. say at all times. They're always controlled. But guess what? There was one robot who went a little bit out of control and ended up dressing wrong. in the Wimbledon final. <laughs> Any guesses who that could be, Kunal? You know, I don't know how he could manage to do that. 
because I have never received an invite to the Wimbledon Royal box yet, but I think I do know the dress code for that box. <laughs> On the robot though, interestingly enough, a survey tells us that 86% of the fans want their drivers to be more open and honest at the press conference. You know what, if the fans want it, then they should have it. That's what a lot of marketing research programs have taught me over the years. Though if Formula One goes the way it has been, maybe writing a regulation is the only way around it. <laughs> In other news, we have two American teams on the grid. Wow. Yes. Do you think that means more fans, more sponsors, more media, more interest from the Americas for the sport? Absolutely. It's, some, it's an untapped market and the Austin Grand Prix has done really well. And I do believe that they need an American driver on the grid too. And I'm a little surprised. Two teams on the grid. I mean, current teams on the grid are somewhat struggling. I hope the teams are doing their due diligence before they decide to get into Formula 1 because, you know, you don't want teams coming and leaving every 2-3 years because they're unable to crack the business model. Either way, I'm available if they need to consult anyone on how to make the business model. We'll let them know. Right though, talking about the American teams though, the one team that we do know um, who's trying to make it onto the grid next year, Haas Racing, they've said that they need two experienced drivers. Well, you know, this means that if they are looking at an American driver who's experienced, nobody qualifies. In which case, I'd say just bring back one Pablo Montoya. Well, the one driver that I'd personally love to see back, but that seems awfully difficult at this point, of course, Jules Bianchi. Ah, I wish you wouldn't have brought that up because it's a little dismal the way the story is unfolding and there isn't a lot of uh, hope is what his father has been saying. But I'm still full of hope and I really wish that there is some good news from Jules and Michael's quarters. I mean, both of them fantastic drivers and it's been a very unfortunate situation we are in. Absolutely, our prayers are with them. And at the end of it, yes, we want your comments, we want your feedback, we even want your likes via facts because that seems a medium of choice for communication in the high-tech world of Formula 1. I mean, I still can't believe that the F1 strategy group has called for a fax vote for the rules of 2017. Are you serious? Yes, I'm That's serious. amazing. Why do you think I faxed the notes for tonight's discussion? I don't own a fax machine, Kunal. Have you seen a fax machine though? Interesting question. Alright, that's it ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for tuning in. Sincere apologies for missing out on two episodes. We promise to be far more frequent. Uh, we promise that we will be there even though there are no sponsors on the show. There are a lot of fans, we know that. And having said that, you are more than welcome to follow us on SoundCloud, MixCloud, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, the iTunes Podcast Store, on Facebook, on Twitter, yes, we have a new Twitter handle to promote, which is at the rate myth underscore M. That is M-I-T-H underscore M. We're also on Google+. Plus. Basically, we're everywhere. Why don't you just Google us, rate us, recommend us. Thank you very much.
Wendy's Baconator is the ultimate bacon cheeseburger that puts all other cheeseburgers to cheeseburger shame. And now we're bringing that same big bacon energy to shake up and wake up your breakfast with the Breakfast Baconator. Stacked with a fresh cracked egg, sausage, cheese, and bacon. And right now, you can get a free Breakfast Baconator with purchase in the Wendy's app. So get to Wendy's and always be Baconating. We got you. Offer available at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time during breakfast hours only. Offer must be redeemed via the app. Account registration required. 